Hey guys, welcome to Mondo and Friends, presented by Verizon. Um, ya saben quién es, lo quieren en español o lo quieren en inglés. <laughs> I'm here with uh, one of my favorite artists, Mexican-American, Latina, one of the most talked about rappers in the game right now, Snow the Product. Thank you. Snow, how are you? Hell of an intro, thank you. I'm good, man. I'm, I'm, thank you for having me, too. I'm like coming straight off of like a good weekend of like fun, so I'm like super refreshed and you I can ask it. me anything. I love it, I love <laughs> it. You know, we, we all need a little bit of um, uh, like me time and, and, and get out. You work your butt off. Yeah, so definitely. the few days that you do get to, to get to yourself, it's, it's necessary. Yeah, I, I agree. Or for my family, I think a lot of times too, you know, sometimes like you don't want to take a day off for yourself because you're like, ah, I'm good, I don't need it, I want to work. Like that's the Mexican in me, you know, but it's like, <laughs> I for, like, you know, you can't forget like your family needs it, you know, like your family needs your time and, you know, so yeah, I, I'm happy. So, you know, talk to me about the, that hustle in you. Like I always say that my, my pops taught me how to work and my mom taught me how to love, you know, and my pops has worked his ass off still today, you know, till, till this very day. Uh, he, he, he's been breaking his back for over, you know, 30, 40 years. Um, where would you say that, that you first learned how to, how to grind? I think definitely both my parents. Um, my mom, I wouldn't say, I, I love the story that everybody, a lot of Mexican people have with their parents, with their mom, is like they're very loving and caring and you know what I mean? Like um, my mom wasn't necessarily like that. Like she was kind of more like the um, worker one. You know mm. what I mean? I think my dad was more caring and like I was more of a daddy's girl growing up. So um, I feel like I had that reversed role but my mom always was hustling or doing something you know to like make some money you know she would always um like she used to sell clothes so she would like you know agarrar de mayoreo and then sell it to her friends and payment structures and like that so it was always very um I learned that from my mom um and my dad had a lot of great ideas but he never really followed through with them so I knew growing up like I wanted to have the ideas like my dad had but the follow-through of my mom you know so yeah. I think that's where I got it from I know your pops was a musician, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My dad uh, wrote mariachi songs. He sang mariachi. Like my grandpa sang mariachi. All my life, it was just mariachi everywhere on my dad's side. You know. So is that is that when you like you first got your that itch for for music? You think? Um, I mean, I've been singing as long as I knew, like mariachi. You know, yeah. like um, I I never really sang English song or like or like um, anything like that. But um, mariachi since I was like three, I can't remember a time that we had a party and I didn't have to sing, you know? And it wasn't actually a good thing. Like I hated when they would be like, I'm not a Claudia, like, you know, you gotta sing. I'd be like, like, you know, it was embarrassing or I'd be wanting to play with all the kids. And then, you know, here I am, I have to stand up and sing. And, you know, but my parents loved it. And um, eventually like my dad had me like on a train in Mexico. Like I, I sang and I made some money or like I would sing like at a bar and I made some money. So like wow. I knew that you could make money off of it, you know? Um, so I did it, but that's, I don't know, it's weird because it's like such a different life that I've lived, that phase of my life, and then like rap was so separate, yeah. so I, I don't even know how I started rapping. Yeah, you know, when, it, when <laughs> you say, hey, que venga a cantar, que venga a cantar, mm -hmm. that was like my pops with me. Yeah. Like we had a little party, and my dad loves karaoke still to this day. And uh, and it was always like, um, you know, hey, I'm the Mandito, and like I already knew, bro. I already yeah. knew, hey, Mandito, and I was like, oh no, mom, yeah. dile que no, dile que no, and he, you know, they would make me like go out and 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 sing, and I always think like maybe this is maybe that's why we're here, you know, because yeah. <laughs> like yeah. we they, we, we kind of like got that that little. Um, taste of, of being a performer yeah definitely I think I think that's where where it comes from and you know not not being shy because I think there was times too where I wasn't told to sing and then I would get up and sing you know what I mean mm. so it's like <laughs> you know I don't know I, I it, it comes from somewhere for sure do you have a a, a favorite mariachi song that that you love to, um, to sing my dad wrote two right he wrote La Mera Mera and La Mexicanita which is so crazy that like those were the two songs my dad wrote for me when I was like five or six, wow. you know, and it's like to still to this day have that 
be an identity of mine, like be on stage and be very like mera mera or like Mexicana, you know, like all these things is like, this isn't just a fad that I picked up. This isn't just something that like, right now it's popular to be a Mexican rapper, so I'm hopping on the trend. It's like, dude, this has been instilled in me since I was a little girl. And because my dad saw the lack of like pride in mm -hmm. some, you know, Mexican Americans, he's a very Mexican dude. So he was just like, you know, you're not gonna be like these little you know americanized mexicans that aren't you know proud of who we are like you better know what you know your de, de donde eres y tu raices y castellano and like all these words that wow. were so you know what i mean like he was very proud so um yeah I, I i don't know it just that's how i grew up you know i don't know anything else so he was like your first uh like history teacher in a sense like yeah. teaching you about the code like castellano things like that like yeah he's a very proud deep. dude yeah so it's like yeah um you know and my mom too she was very you know even though she's like light complected like my mom's like a ginger right so her side of the family is like white as white as hell <laughs> um but uh, yeah i learned that i learned the more like northern mexican region how how that is and then how you know michoacan and like the southern you know like i kind of like was raised like that and i'm very like the rancho and stuff so it's like I don't know. I, it's it just so it's so perfect that nowadays in 2021, some of the stuff that people are now learning is like, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you so know? you said que 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 eres de, de rancho. So do you or your family? Um, what what part of uh, Mexico is your family from? My dad's from Michoacan. My mom's from Zacatecas. And um, yeah, we're from Rancho. Like we definitely aren't from money at all. Like um, my dad's side, they started to go to school, and you know we do have some like licenciados and stuff like that. But um, my mom's side is straight up Rancho. Like they came in, as immigrants and they worked here forever. They yeah. went back and you know made themselves a little house, and they're happy to be from there. But we're definitely from like corn pickers and like fruit you know like that's yeah. how we grew up so very like animals ranch yeah. life you know um donkeys horses pigs goats all that like i've i grew up with all that you know which is why i'm very happy to be able to have now my own ranch even yeah. though I'm, i don't plan on having like mad animals or anything but at least that vibe is like that's what i want you know how a lot of our parents i grew up with my parents always wanting to go back to mexico one day you know that's the dream is like you come here you work hard you send some money to mexico and then you eventually like live there yeah to me it was like i want my rancho here you know what i mean like i, I want to be able to raise my kid here and also have my rancho but i'm not gonna lie i still have some land in mexico in case it doesn't work out here i'm just gonna dip <laughs> backup plan backup plan backup plan for sure <laughs> no so uh you ever think about um, you know, your fam, you know, like my grandparents are from, from, uh, from Tecoman, Colima, Mexico. Mm -hmm. And, uh, my grandfather had a, had a ranch. Um, and I, I sometimes bug out like the gener, like the generations and the difference in generations. Like, you know, my grandfather, in order to, to make men's meat, like he would sell limones and mangos and you know had burros and caballos and like yeah. I don't even think he had money to buy caballos to be honest yeah. with you yeah. um it was like bulls to to I mean not bulls um donkeys you know yeah. uh to 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 carry the the, the loads of, of of things that they had to sell um do you ever think about like the generational strides and think like man like I've I've come a long way yeah um yeah I think I always was aware of that um, from the beginning of my career when I would do the woke stuff like it came from that, you yeah. know, like of like be aware of all these opportunities that you have because I would have I would go to high school and I, I had a bunch of friends that like just all their complaints were about stuff that I was just like, are you kidding me? You know, like <laughs> I literally grew up like I went to Mexico. I went to school in Mexico. Like I saw, you know, we le teníamos que llevar lunch a mi abuelito. Like we literally rode a donkey. Like there was no paved roads. It's all dirt. Like, you know, we had to go, you know, miles to, to, you know, to work and miles back. Like I grew up with all that. You know what I mean? So to me, it was just always so like, it was, it was very unappreciative how people were, you know what I mean? And like, I always um, was so happy of, of, of having this opportunity. And of course you talk about, you know, like, um, you talk about like, like the, the, the system, what is it? Systemic or systematic? Systemic, yeah. I always fuck those two words up. But anyway, <laughs> systemic racism, right? Like, and things aren't set up to make us win. And I get that. But at the same time, 
you got a lot of opportunity here that you got to be able to work with. You know what I mean? You can't have the all the ingredients to make the bread and complain you don't got bread. Like you make right. bread, you know. Right. So I think for a long time, um, I've had that in mind, and and I've I'm very grateful that you know my grandparents, my parents, how much they've done to set me up to win, and I'll be damned if I don't win. You know what I mean? Yeah. So talk to me on, on your on your IG. Uh, you've had this for a while too. You have uh, no management, no label. <laughs> Tell me about that. Tell me the meaning behind that. Oh, I had to say that because there's a lot of people out here capping. Like, there's a lot of people that behind closed doors in industry rooms, they be acting like they they did something for me that they didn't. And then, you know, they're literally getting certain jobs or opportunities based off what they did for me. And then it's like they it up and then it's somehow attached to me and I'm like don't attach me to none of these <laughs> you know what I mean like nah that's it it's really out of like the necessity to like be like yo you know at least talk to me about what what it is because I don't like people I feel like I'm willing to understand that it's been harder for me to make it in this industry I'm, I'm down to take every L that comes with it but if I'm doing that then also don't take certain credits away from me. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, you give it to, you know, pick a side. You can't have both. It can't be like, I have all these struggles because I've done it on my own and then also have people taking the credit of what I have done. It's like, which one is it, you know? And um, that's it. And also to make sure that people know, you know, for a long time, I think I did a good job about not letting people know about my stuff because you know I was struggling I didn't have money like I wasn't eating at Atlantic like there was no there was nothing there but I I made I did a good job about not looking like I was struggling that bad that yeah. I think a lot of people didn't even know that they could help me if they wanted you know they could yeah. throw me a bone or be like yo check this out I got this opportunity like break off some bread and and I got you like any of that type of it wasn't happening because they were just like oh like she's she's just independent she got it on her own and now I'm just like no, nah, I'm just here. Just give me a call. Like, same number, 10 years, like, you know. Um, and I've just been very focused on letting everybody know that, you know, um, I'm down to collaborate or work or whatever, but I don't want people blocking those those blessings anymore and taking, taking in certain credits for certain shit they didn't do. You think there's a perception when you sign to, to a major, you know, major label um, that once you're, you know, oh she signed she's like made it she's set mm -hmm. um do you think that was the case no i i don't i don't think so i i signed to atlantic because i knew that at that time there was no mexican people being put on um there was no women really making it other at the time you had to be nikki and there was nobody else you know what i mean so at that time i needed to have somebody I was selling CDs and I was doing my independent hustle by myself and a lot of the Chicano rap scene, a lot of the Mexican people that were out here, they didn't give a fuck about me. Yeah. So I needed to show somebody else gave a fuck about me for them to even care. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, and that's the the part and I knew I was taking an L going there and maybe I even called it to myself. Maybe I manifested all the trouble that I had because I knew I'm going to a major label. I already know what's going to come with that because I was a Lupe Fiasco fan. So it's not like I was dumb to it. You know what I mean? So it's like I knew it was coming, but I was like at the same time when I'm out here selling CDs by myself or I'm out here representing my own little shit, nobody cares because they don't think I'm associated to something bigger. Yeah. Unfortunately, in our, uh, what is it, in our community, people need to see you associated to something bigger to even think you're going to be shit because they're like, ah, she ain't shit. She's from where we're from. She ain't shit. And it's like that. I needed to break free of that stigma of like independent means struggling or broke as hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, not until the white people give you a check and give a fuck about you, are the Mexican people going to even care? Yeah. Is, is, there, is there a, is there an independent artist that before you, I don't know, before you were independent that you were kind of like, well, they're kind of doing it on their own, and they're killing it. I can do it, too. I loved Wiz's whole movement, to be honest, and he wasn't independent. He was at Atlantic. That's why I, the first, I remember being at my house in Texas, seeing Wiz win an award and being like, and the, he thanked everybody, and he said Atlantic Records. I remember looking at the TV, and I was in my little garage studio, and I was like, I need to go to Atlantic. Wow. So it was crazy that I had that talk. So it's like, to me, I'm not salty at at that record label i think i think they gave me an opportunity i had a baby i got a check i i was able to invest that money you know like i think it wasn't the right time no matter who, what label i would have been on i don't i think it just wasn't the cards weren't dealt for an artist like myself to pop off at that time it just wasn't you know what i mean like there had to be so much 
paving a road for people to even see LGBT people are now a big forefront of things, immigration, you know, Mexicans, and all the political I've been saying for all these years needed to happen for me to be able to talk about it, like black and Hispanic, black and brown relations being at the forefront, like all these things that I've been saying needed to, the world needed to catch up for it to make sense I'm talking about. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just at these interviews sounding crazy and be like, here's these <laughs> Mexicans and immigrants, and it's like, it didn't make sense to people. Yeah. But now it's like everybody's talking about it, so it's like, yeah, we're here. When we say Verizon te da más, we mean it. La red más premiada ahora incluye Disney Plus, Hulu e ESPN Plus. Todos pueden tener lo que quieren sin pagar de más. Y todo desde 35 dólares por línea. The network more people rely on te da más. Cámbiate a Verizon. Wow, I, I never thought about it like that. So like as, uh, you, I mean in a sense you were kind of ahead of your time uh, then. A little bit. You know ahead of, ahead of your time is, is like such a sad thing. Why? It's such a sad thing. I think sometimes when you when I think about it, I'm like, there's been so many people that were ahead of their time. There's been so many people that been saying the right and you know, people unfortunately gravitate towards like the guilt of not supporting that when it when it was popping. But it's like if you really think about it, when you think of the Selenas and the Nipsies and the Jennies and all that, like when they were there, people didn't really give them what they deserved. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like it's such a sad thing to think about. Like people never really appreciate till it's not there anymore and i'm like dude that's why i said it in a song i'm like bro i'm not trying to call nothing to myself i'm like i'm a legend like and i know that <laughs> shit, but i ain't trying to fucking, you know die for the sake of that legend status i'm good bro like i got a kid i'm trying to have more kids like i'm good like if y'all need to sleep on me for the for the resume i'm totally fine with that being the case you know I, I, the, them sad stories are sad yeah yeah i mean I, you know i i think you know there's and i'm thinking like an entrepreneur world um, there are a lot of people that have been ahead of their time and then, you know, eventually like um, it's their time and they they help the world evolve. And I think that's what you've done with your music, Snow. I think like, you know, maybe a few years ago people were looking at you like, OK, that's true. But now that all these things have happened in the world, now you're like the the magnifying glass is is sort of on you. Like you've and, and you're kind of like the like a prophet now, you know, <laughs> people are looking at Damn. you like, yo, she's, she's, she's talking about real stuff. Yeah. I think, I think my story is inspirational more than, more than songs in, in general. Cause there's times when I, I meet fans or whatever and they're like, oh, your songs inspire me so much. And I've just, sometimes I've, I've, some of my songs pop in my head. I'm like, really? I'm like, which one? You know, like, I'm like, you know, there's a couple, but the, it's not like I'm out here boom, bap rapping, you know, I'm, I think for the most part, I make funny, silly songs or whatever. I think the story's inspiration. Yeah. You know, I think, I think sticking, like sticking to the same thing and staying solid and, 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 and making this work with my family and, you know, coming up. And even though for a long time, people maybe thought I forgot about who was there for me, but it's like, nah, like I, it was all a fucking means to an end. And then, you know, when you buy a plot of land and you're like, bam, me and my cousins and my family are going to live here and we're going to build and we're going to have a um we're gonna have a compound and we're gonna shoot videos and we're gonna you know record and make a podcast and make music videos mm. and make songs and you know have all our merch like we're gonna do all together and then on the weekends we're gonna carne asada and we're gonna kick it in the pool and you know what i mean it's yeah. like that's the dream that's what you set out to do and for a long time because it's not happening people think you you aren't gonna cumplir with what sí, you had sí. but you do it you know and then when you do it you're like I told y'all, you know, and it feels good. So I think that's the biggest thing for me is just like um, the story being there and you can always like look up through the YouTube or through my social media and be like, damn, like this is how you did it. And notice that a lot of people don't tell you about the story while it's happening. They mm. wait until the story's over and then they kind of like give it to you like that. With this type of shit, you've seen it. It's been there. You see how long it takes. You see how many mistakes. You see every negative thing w along with it and then you realize like oh, shit, that was a whole story happening you know it's dope yeah and i feel like with social media now people are following your your story like as opposed to you kind of you know you know you're not working in silence and then boom like this is this is my you know this is the final product like yeah now you know you get to share sort of like the entire journey with people that are following you with your fans. And I think, yeah. you know, I think that's part of like that inspiring yeah. um, story, you know, and, and 
Snow, the fact that you're, you're so transparent and you're so uh, relatable, man, like, you know, there's, we need more, like, more people, more stories um, like yourself, you know? It's, you. It's, yeah. it's, it's a real beautiful thing. Like, you know, you said <laughs> you, you have, you're, you're doing what you love, right? And you obviously, you're proud of, of where you came from. Um, and then you want to, you wanted to, to create this, you know, we're talking about the, the rancho life, right? Like you have your own ranch, like that's baller, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's dope. You know, I think, um, I think I always wanted, I knew that it was going to be hard for me, but if I could do it as a woman, um, and being Mexican, like back then when, when it wasn't, there wasn't as many of us. I think if I could do that, like there is no reason I can't help other young Mexican men, for example, come up, you know, and I have tried. I have on a handshake deal, very Mexican of me, been like, yo, let's, fucking, you know, let's do this. I'm going to help you because if, if I could do it, like you could do it. So we're going to, you know, and that's one of the hard troubles that I think I've come across is like, mm, maybe don't do on a handshake deal you know what I mean but at the end of the day I've learned certain things in that too where now whenever I want to build you know like my label or whenever I want to do like a big entertainment company and be able to show these people these young people like yo this is how I did it like not necessarily skip steps because I learned the hard way that you shouldn't let anybody skip steps because they there's lessons in those steps that you need you know what I mean yeah. to like weather this because entertainment is like difficult and a lot of it is very emotional. So, um, but I think at least being able to guide better and being able to do, I do think I now have built an infrastructure to help a lot of my own people and get put on. And I think that's, you know, that's my, um, that's what I was supposed to do. I think, yeah. I, you know, had I made it a lot younger or like had I made it myself so long ago, like I don't think it would have worked out as great as now. I'm like, yeah. bro, like somebody called me la mama de los pollitos the other day and I was like, oh my God, I'm lit. Like I could never have been la mama de los pollitos back then, but now I could dead ass be that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's dope because I, have, I am very motherly. I am very, you know, this is a matriarch. I am very nurturing to the people around me and I always want to make sure that I'm solid and I take care of the people around me and it's like now I can you know now I got home base and now we can move from there and that's all that really matters and isn't that the dream that's the dream that's man. the dream right this yeah. is the dream I, I have that imposter syndrome or like sometimes I feel like damn it's too good like ah oh, like I hope nothing f you know what I mean because yeah. you're like yo is this the end of the story like usually the princess like goes to like she's finally happy and then the it ends like what happens after that you know <laughs> but then like i have a bad day and i'm like oh okay cool like we're not there yet like yeah. <laughs> i'm still having my bad days and shit. that's that self-sabotage but um i don't know i'm happy i think i think it is is working out um i've heard you talk about imposter syndrome yeah like do you still feel that from time to time yeah definitely i think i think i'm doing better about stepping into my own light and understanding like I deserve to be in this conversation or like I deserve to be in this room but sometimes it is weird you know like yeah. when you're I think that's what's held me back for a long time is like I'm better at talking about people around me than I am about myself so sometimes you know it's easier to deflect than for me to be in a room and then people be having a conversation and me being like, wait a minute, well, actually, I'm worth this because of this. You know, it's like I I wouldn't really speak like that because I felt like, oh, they're going to think I'm a bitch or they're going to think I'm, you know, cocky or they're going to think all this stuff, you know. And I think in our, our community, especially like being raised Mexican, I think that, you know, your tios or your parents, you know, people kind of laugh at you or whatever. They're just like, ah, bien creída, or te creían muy muy, or, you know, oh, yeah, you know, you. it's so easy for people to make fun of you in those ways. That's rather crazy. than be like, yeah, like go in that room and fucking get what you deserve. Or, you know what I mean? Tell those people in that meeting that, you know, it's like a lot of our family like puts it in our head, like, don't forget where you come from. And it's like, I can't, I don't, I don't forget where I come from, <laughs> but how can I, since my uncle wants to always be telling me I deserve less you know what I mean it's like sometimes our family's traumas have affected us in a way that For ends sure. up holding us back you know and I think that's one of the things that I, I speak about a lot of like on my podcast or on my um on my on my vlogs and 
that I tell my fans, like, you know, I come from, my mom's one of nine, my dad's one of nine, you know, they were poor as like, they grew up not having attention or money from their parents, so they grew up with their traumas of, of needing that, and, you know, they unfortunately went about it in very unhealthy ways to, to fill those holes, and those ended up affecting their kids, and, you know, my cousins, and me, and my brother, and, like, you know, so breaking those generational traumas and also trying to be the first one to create generational wealth is a real f-ing thing you know and it's like these are things that other artists aren't dealing with so yeah, hell yeah when i was at a label and they're like well you're not making as many songs as this other rapper and she's you know shaking her and doing all this shit. it's like well i can't f-ing do that because i'm currently calling every single one of my uncles and aunts trying to make sure that they're good because somebody just got deported and everybody's crying and you know what i mean like you got all these things you're dealing with that you're just like bro i can't I can't, uh, what's the word? I can't fit into this thing you guys need me to be, to be in this music industry. So maybe I'll just build it by myself. But when I do build it by myself, and when I do get to a particular place, don't take no credit from me, and don't take no money from me, because I did this myself. And that's where I'm at right now with it. No management, no label. Pay me my money. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to me about being your own boss. I'm really not. I think it's funny because I am, I am, but at the same time, I got like mad bosses. Like what Dave Chappelle just said this, you know, like he went to his fan base because that's his boss. Mm. Like, you know, I tell that to my crew all the time because there's been times when me and my crew kind of, you know, we're talking, you know, to each other and they're like, you know, well, if I fuck up, you know, you're going to be on my. I'm like, yeah. And if, if I fuck up, who's on my? Who's on my? A bunch people you know what I mean like whether it's whatever brand I'm working with whatever venue I'm working with for a show my agent or my you know the fans or you know if I up if I say some stupid or if I stop working and I don't have a song in however many months because I've been off like I got plenty of people I look to and I got and I, I I'm responsible for you know so and for example and I have my family and my friends that if I got payroll and I can't make it because I decided to go off for you know a couple months you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm just free. And that's where a lot of people get it twisted. A lot of people are like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to work for myself because I want to make money while I'm sleeping. And it's like, <laughs> these Gary V, everybody got everybody up right now. It's like, uh, you're in a better position to link up with your friends and make a business together and try to come up than yeah. all seven of y'all try to make your own businesses. All seven of y'all are in competition now and up. It's yeah. like, you're better off clicking up and trying to make a business you know what i mean and it's like a lot of people really got it up right now and it's sad because i think that these like entrepreneur guru people are a lot of young people up and i'll be watching some of that and i'll be like bro i don't know do it a different way that's why um that's why i'm selling you a a new package no i'm just joking Um, (laughs) that's why you need to subscribe to my no um no i don't know i i sometimes just be ranting because i see a lot of social media that i just be like it's so dumb what do you think is the the biggest misconception of of who you are and what you do <laughs> that i'm angry <laughs> i think i <laughs> i think that i'm angry or that i'm like bitter about i think a lot i was telling you you were asking me if i'm on clubhouse and it's like i like it i go in there here and there but i think sometimes some of the conversations turn into you know tell us what went wrong or like why why it was you're mad about this and it's like I'm not though like I've understood on some life timing is everything maybe certain things didn't pan out because it just wasn't the right time maybe things needed to you know gain some pressure and some momentum before something better can come along you know like happiness is everything you know like um I definitely believe in in valuing um quality of life over clout you know and that's one of those things that like i i said this a long time ago to to bad baby like i was like bro like her at 15 going through all and turning it into a career that's crazy that's can if you really think about you being 15 and mad people talking the worst they can say to you on the internet like to the point where there's been teenagers that have killed themselves over that type and it's like and you turn that into a career like, dude, emotionally, maybe some of these people are stronger than me. Maybe maybe emotionally I wouldn't have been able to take the fame at that time. And God bless me for me to be able to, like, slow brew some other, 
you know yeah. what I mean? Because I just, I'm a very emotional, like, I've dealt, dealt with depression my whole life. I have anxiety. Like, I'm smart, but that doesn't mean that emotionally I could take everything that comes with fame. And, and if I rather make solid money over here but not necessarily have all that hate, I'd rather take that, to be honest, um, just for my own well-being and my own, like, yeah. health. No. When we say Verizon te da más, we mean it. La red más premiada ahora incluye Disney Plus, Hulu e ESPN Plus. Todos pueden tener lo que quieren sin pagar de más. Y todo desde 35 dólares por línea. The network more people rely on te da más. Cámbiate a Verizon. I, I think that's the difference between, you know, being rich and and being wealthy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Is, is that you just, you know, being being happy... Uh, having health, um, you know, that, and I think that, do you think that comes after you start making money, Snow, or you always thought that way? <laughs> um, I feel like I always thought that way. I just didn't get it, get it yet. You know what I mean? Like, you know, whenever you have certain, you understand the general concept, but you're like, but I still want to, you know, I still want to <laughs> do this. Um, you're still kind of in that, in that mindset. And I do think, I mean, I had my first house before I got signed to Atlantic. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, it's not like I wasn't a smart person. Like, I, you know, I, since I was, what, 17, I went and I bought some Pro Tools off Craigslist and I started, you know, charging for studio time. Like, I, I, I Googled my way through everything from learning Pro Tools to learning Reason to just everything that I could do. You know, I built my own booth and my own studio. Like, I always was very trying to build something plus a blessing to me was my little brother i had to talk with him when he was 17 and i'm like what do you want to do with life you know what let me know now because my mom's gonna kick you out and let's figure it out he's like i don't know he's like i guess i'll help you i'm like well, what do you like to do he's like camera i was like all right bet bought the camera and it was just me and my brother ever since wow. so it was literally like building and i was telling my girl this the other day if you're a smart person you know and you this government this this the way the world is especially in the united states you got to keep growing as a business yeah. it's literally good for you like as far as tax write-offs or you know whatever like you just got to keep growing so if you're smart you just keep growing and as you keep growing you just keep making more money because it's just there's it's inevitable mm. so it's like why don't people think like that and just grow invest bet on yourself roll the dice like that's what i did you know there was times when i was down to my last 400 bucks and I spent it on myself as far as like promotional flyers or CDs or hit streets and flip it or whatever. And I got laughed at. I got made fun of. My friends were like, oh, you think you're a rapper now? Like all these things that happen and you just weather it and you go through it and you lose a lot of friends because you realize everybody just kind of thinks you're dumb, but you just keep going. And eventually, when, when, did, when did that shift happen? When people were like, oh, you think you're a rapper now to where... Oh, no. She's like a legit rapper now. I wouldn't know how to tell you because I stopped talking to all those people. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I walked As you away. Yeah. Like, I walked away. Like, literally. And, and, you know, I have one friend who, from back then, and I've reconnected with a lot of different friends, you know, but it's like only the ones that were good for my mental health. There's a lot of people that pop back up 10 years later. Oh, man, you remember, you know, and they want to rekindle it. And I'm you're so like, proud yeah, of man. you. Like, and, you're, and you feel <laughs> it because, you know, I've been in, this is a tough road where, like, you don't feel like you have that many friends. So it is nice, you know, yeah. to hear from them and you want to barbecue and you want to drink with them. And it's cool. But you also understand that y'all's lives are different now and, and it sucks. And, and that's why I think this is kind of sad because it's like every knowing that timing doesn't always work out perfectly sucks because you're like, damn, we could have been really good friends. Like we could have built some lit. I have this friend that is some amazing singer and I tried my best to make this person like be a singer like you know and to this day like anything she needs from me got it you got it 100% but timing and and just things didn't work out and it's sad you know you, you sit there and you're like I hate wasted potential so that's how I know that eventually I'm gonna have to deal with like talent or artists or shit like that because I genuinely love to see the the amazing story of going from this to this and how dope it is and when you live up to your potential I want to relive my you know, it's been amazing. I'm like, let's fucking do it again. So it, that's why I, I always say it's more important to have um, a strong work ethic than talent. You know, like Facts. hustle beats talent at times. Like you, you can be the most talented person, but. I tell that to people, too, whenever they tell me like, oh, you're talented, so it'll work out. And I'll be like, 
there's way less talented people out here, you know, because I have anxiety. I work out of anxiety. Like, sometimes I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I got to do something. Like, I'm, you know, and people be like, relax, like, you're good, like, you're all this. And I'm like, hustle does beat talent. Yeah. So, me being a great, great rapper doesn't mean to me, like, I got to still work. Yeah. You know, and, um, I, I'm, I, I thank God that I am a good rapper, but I, I like to try different. I like to direct videos. I like to edit. I like to, you know. You're a creative. Yeah, I like all that. Shit. So it's like I just don't stop because I like it. It's fun. Sometimes I have my off days and I'm sitting there and I'm like, it is boring. <laughs> <laughs> what What is like a, a, a the day to day look like to you? Like. What's uh? What's uh, I mean, I'm sure every day changes and is different. But what what's what's like a, um, like a I guess regular for you. Um, I think every day I wake up at like eight or like seven thirty, and I drink coffee and I spend a little morning with my dogs, and then I go to the studio for the most part. Like I go that way, but between me drinking coffee and me getting to the studio i live in a ranch where here's the merch here's the other merch here's you know any like my my cousin who is now my assistant has emails for me or calls for me or whatever you know what i mean so it's like from me getting from my kitchen to the studio which is like all the way over here there's all this and you know that is one thing where it's like my days are different every day and i think that's why i can work so much is because i do have add so it's like I just can find there's always a, something I can work on or with that I'm not bored. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes even getting in the studio every day is fucking boring. You're like, great, here I go again, writing a song. Like, but sometimes, you know, just all that fun of like, what am I going to do today is like, is dope. How long have you, have you had that ranch? I don't know, like seven months, eight months. But even before that, I had a house that had like or little similar buildings, yeah similar thing it was just smaller you know but it's like and i had a warehouse here in like north hollywood and um same thing the warehouse had all the screen printing stuff and the the um the merch on the other side and then the studio like i've always kind of had these this little compound vibe it's just that now it's all on one property as opposed to before where i had to drive around so like when the pandemic hit you know everyone having to to isolate and you know quarantine and all that was that kind of like normal for you yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious because people were just like oh you guys are you know there's all those people together and stuff and i'm like we all literally like you know live together yeah. like there's no this is a pod you know so it's been great that you know i i work with my pod i you know that's my pod even when um when quarantine is over it's still we're still gonna call it a pod because yeah. that's literally what we are you know we're just a group of people that this is who i'm always with so it's been good i I thought I'm a very heavy touring artist as far as like, you know, music, like I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't know, radio person or whatever. So I, I, I tour. Yeah. I thought I would go broke if I didn't have tours. And this was a eye opener for me. It was wow. like, oh, like, I'm not going to die if there's no tours, you know? So it's, it's helped me pivot and um, grow other parts of my business. And then they've, they've been great. So I can only imagine what it's going to be when I'm back on the road. That's crazy. What do what do you miss most about being on the road, being on on tour? The fans. Like I do miss that interaction. I do miss There's times in my music that I don't even realize that a song meant that much to people until I play it for the first time and they just go crazy. You know what I mean? Like and I miss that. Like I miss that connection between human beings because that's what it's all about, you know what I mean? Like, I could go in any room and talk to industry people and they could be like, that's fire, bro, we support it, it's great. But it's like, there's a difference when you actually see the fans, yeah. you know? Or whenever, let's say you tell industry people like, yo, check this song out, and they're like, oh, that's cool. But then when the fans react, you know what I mean? You, you show that footage. That's like, real. Oh, damn, you know? So it's cool. I love taking it straight to the fans. That's the biggest thing. What do you say is uh, a song that you've put out but haven't yet performed and you're excited to perform? Mm, right before tour, um, tour stopped, I had dropped this song called Butter that I kind of started, but I hadn't really, you know, and like saved it. I started playing a little bit and, and, but I hadn't, not to this level, you know, because some of these songs now, like, Waste of Time is at like 28 million, you know, like a, a lot of these songs have grown to like grow and it's like, 
damn like I can't wait to hear my fans like really sing with me and stuff you know or like I have the song called on my that I like produced the beat shot the video edited and like I did everything myself and it's like you know it's doing well and I'm just like I'm I'm excited to hit the road with with something you know what I mean it's like do the whole thing by myself it's like that's dope um but I'm not gonna lie at this point it's just fun like I'm just having fun yeah it's like and that's the best thing that an artist can have is like the freedom to do whatever they want. You, I feel like you have a lot of different type of genres too, Snow. Like you've done, I mean, and, and you do Spanish and English. Um, yeah. You've collabed with like Ty Dalla and Arcangel, um, you know, Tech Nine. Um, yeah. What, what kind of, if it's, I, I always think it's, it's difficult to like, to label an artist because so many artists do different types of music and, and you know, you're a very great example of that. Like, yeah. how would you describe your music? I don't even know. I think that's one of the things that gets a little bit difficult is that I so do. So like someone that's never like, like this, this is the type of music I make. I don't even know. I'm <laughs> telling you, that's why sometimes I even feel like back to that like label stuff or Atlantic stuff is like, I can't even blame them because I am a hard artist to pinpoint, you know what I mean? Or like to, to put, because it's like, you know, in, in, in the industry as it is right now, you have to be, are you pop? Are you rhythmic? Are you urban? Are you, you know, where do you fit? Yeah. Like, how can we sell you? Like, you have to have these things. It's almost like being a new type of food. You know what I mean? It's like, do we put you in dairy? Do we put you in, you know, it's like, so it's like, you got to pick where the do you sit at, you know? So unless you're dead ass gonna, you know, bet on yourself and be in one of those front counter thingies, you know, whenever they put you there, that's me. Like I'm there and it's like, if you know this brand, then with it. If not, I don't really know. Cause I do fit so many categories and genuinely, that's yeah. the thing too, is like, I'm not hopping on Spanish because it's new since the beginning of my music. I've always had one Spanish track on any project I do, you know, or like, I'm not, I'm not just doing stuff with like Puerto Rican rappers or like Dominican. I was rapping with Temperamento and Alex Fat and like everybody in, in New, in, in uh, New York, all the Dominican rappers 10 years ago, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like all these things that I've been doing, it's just, honestly it's just cool like i don't know i'm an artist you know if i feel like rapping in spanish i'm gonna do it if i feel like singing i'm gonna sing if i feel like making a trap record i'm gonna do that like i'm bored i have adhd and i could do a lot of who wouldn't want to do it <laughs> what's what's like the the wildest collab that you can think of that you haven't done yet like that i haven't done yeah like something i haven't done any i feel like i haven't had any any like that many collabs i think i have like four or five you know, Tech was awesome to 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 put me onto his fan base and stuff, and he didn't have to do that, um, but he did. Uh, I think you know, Drum and and Arcangel and and everybody else like that like was dope. Um, but as far as the collab that has that I, that hasn't happened for me that I think would be amazing is an is a is a big artist that understands what I am. And I don't, I won't even say a name because I don't even know who, but I think, I think when people start understanding who I am and what I really bring to the table, then it'll be dope. But as of now, I don't live by my collabs. I know a lot of people want to, want to get a collab or a co-sign so that they can be, they could be whoever they want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they could, they could feel, uh, what's the word? Like they could feel like they're valued at a certain thing. Like you, you want to reach out for all these collabs to make you or to make your identity or to feel co-signed. And it's like, you know, you only need a co-sign if you have bad credit. I'm just going to work on my own credit. <laughs> That's it. When we say Verizon te da más, we mean it. La red más premiada ahora incluye Disney Plus, Hulu e ESPN Plus. Todos pueden tener lo que quieren sin pagar de más. Y todo desde 35 dólares por línea. The network more people rely on te da más. Cámbiate a Verizon. Uh, what's like a, like a crazy like left field collab? Like, um, I don't know. I know you grew up listening to a lot of... Uh, a lot of like you know Spanish music, um, like from you know for me my pop like my pops my fam is like proud when they see me doing stuff like on Univision or like you know, doing things like yeah. like oh that's that's mijo me because yeah. you know if I do stuff you know the other than like they don't really understand a lot of the things that that, yeah. that I do um, yeah. do on on a 
on a you know daily basis something like oh they oh cool my my son did this or he's collaborating with this or he's interviewing yeah but is there like a wild left left field collaborate like i don't know like los angeles azules and like some crazy i think if i did something with someone like og mexican yeah. definitely you know what i mean like i think my parents uh at this point I'm not gonna lie. I just took my mom on tour, though. Like, like rather than wait till she sees me somewhere she she needs to see me, I took her like the time that I like you know I, I took her on the bus, I took her on the road, and I showed her the life. You know what wow. I mean? Because it was necessary for me to to show her the good and the bad. I needed to sh show her, you know, this is what a crowd sounds like when my mom's drinking tequila with me on stage. <laughs> you know, this is the roaring fans. And then also this is what the, the tour bus life is when I can't get a meal or I'm going straight from an interview to a meet and greet yeah. to, you know what I mean? Like get ready and go on stage and then, you know, drive 18 hours again and then do the same thing again. You know, I, I needed her to see all that because I think, you know, she doesn't live with me, so she needs to, to be aware of like, you know, it's a grind. When I'm not picking up the phone, sometimes it's not that I don't want to talk to you. It's just like sometimes it's just a yeah, lot. It's crazy. You know? Yeah. It's like the the day to day is is crazy. Like, you know, every day yeah. is different. So um, do you wait? What did take your mom on tour mean to you, though? Everything like, you know, um, the the my mom's acceptance was very necessary for me because like I said, she wasn't very doting mom, you know what I mean? So she's kind of more harder to, to, to pinpoint with where she's at with things. But, um, it was necessary for me to feel like my mom's proud of me. Yeah. yeah. So like I had to take her on the road and show her and like really give her that, you know, like I'm an entertainer at the end of the day, my shows are good, you know, like I'm gonna bust out the, you know, chona and you know, the banda and tequila and we have a Mexican moment and I bring girls up on stage. First, I make them twerk and then I go, all right, now that you twerked and you got that out your system, I need to know who knows how to dance banda, you know, and then I make <laughs> them dance banda and, you know, we do all that type of stuff. I needed to show my mom, like, you know, the entertainer that she raised and um, it was very important. It was, it, it literally meant everything to me. That's why um, I was able to move with the confidence that I move now because it was never about the clout or anybody else it was about making my mom and my family proud Man. and making them see that i really was gonna do what i said i was gonna do once you got that you got a whole new confidence and you're you know when you walk in a room you're like i'm good you're in front of of the stage um with a bunch of people a lot of your fans and you have your mom on stage did you ever get emotional yeah, I cry every tour. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm a very emotional person. And also, like, this has been a hard journey for me. You yeah, know what I mean? It's yeah. been very tough. There's wow. times when literally people are complimenting me or, like, introducing me, and I'm already teary-eyed because I'm like, I'm like, it's been so, you know, hard. But I'm about to cry right now. No, but yeah. um, it has been very hard. But at the end of the day, like, it, you know, there's still so much more to go. So I'm just like, it's dope. It's dope that everything... Every single thing that happens in my life right now does get to be documented and put out there as a as a inspiration thing for somebody, you know, because growing up, I didn't have a me, you know, mm. like to watch every step. So it's like, you know, we did, of course, like I, I was a huge Selena fan. I was a huge Lauryn Hill fan. Like, I'm not going to say I'm the first, but I'm just saying like how the Internet is now and how, you know, I've documented every single thing and how. How hard it's been to open up a lane that wasn't otherwise opened yeah is a struggle and and you know for every heartbreak that there's been i think there's a lesson and a, and an inspirational moment for for some younger people to be out there and make a wave and i've said this to everybody including you know jimmy from rancho milde or anyone from you know anyone any mexican that's in this industry whenever i run into them and i fucking dap them up i'm like bro it's a wave it's all it's all coming like and it, every single one of us was needed in order to make the respect that we need for our people. And at the end of the day, from my dad writing a song for me at five years old called La Mexicana or La Mera Mera, I've needed for there to be representation and pride in our people because we're amazing and that's that's just it, you know? Like when we're being disrespected or when the media or the president or the, you know, the elotero is being disrespected when anybody is, or even when a Mexican person says, you know, like, oh, I'm not Mexican, I'm Puerto Rican or I'm Spanish, I'd be wanting to slap the shit out of them. Are you kidding me? Do you know <laughs> lit we are do you know you don't you dare disrespect a people because you are a people. 
person. Like, you better fucking have respect for us. And um, that's it. I think that's where it comes from is I'm very proud as Mexican. <laughs> Does You just talked about how you didn't have someone like yourself to look at, to look up to, you know, as you were, as you were growing up. Does representation matter? Very much so. Very much. Even, you know, like, for example, me being LGBT in the Mexican community, as much as I love my people and I say we're perfect and we're the best, I also understand that colorism exists within our community. I also understand that, you know, home, like homophobia does exist within our community. I understand racism exists during our, within our community. And it's necessary for me to poner my gente en alto so that I can also talk to them in private and be like, yo, like, you know, we should fix these things. But you don't want to be out here, like, you know, putting everybody on f***ing blast. It's like your family. Like, you don't put somebody on blast in front of the rest of the family. You pull them to the side and you go, hey, yo, like, you better get this together, you know? But um, because it's never done out of trying to all my people. It's done out of trying to correct something that is amazing and has all this potential, but we do need to fix some things within our, our community, you know? Um, but it's all out of love, man. It's all... It's all about us. Is there is there a full circle moment, Snow, that you're most proud of? Or the first I, one that, that, that comes to mind? I think this whole thing, I think this whole vibe I'm on, I think this this stepping, like I said at the beginning of this, like stepping into my light and understanding that I, I do belong and that I am who I am, you know, I think that is a full circle moment because for a very long time, you know, you can even tell by my, my posture, like I, I am very, you know, shy and like reserved and like introverted and as a, as a person. Um, but then I got to step into that and be like, yo, I'm, you know, um, I think it's a full circle moment for me to now be walking around and having these interviews from the mindset that I'm at now when I'm still the same person, still doing the same shit. I just now understand, um, what needed to happen for me to be where I'm at. You know what I mean? So I think um, I'm in the middle of my full circle and it, it feels good, man. I, I'm very happy and proud that I'm finally more confident about my career. <laughs> what would you say is, is that you're most proud of um, when it comes to being Latina? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> um, I love us love being Latina. I, I, I wouldn't trade for the world. Um, you know, I, I love that we're all kinds of different, you know, like Latinos. Like I know I rep Mexicans hard as, you know, my girlfriend's Puerto Rican, you know, my kids, Puerto Rican and Dominican. Like I love Latinos from everywhere. Like I, I, I love that we're so similar, but so different and that we all take, you know, are still, I don't know. We speak Spanish. We eat rice and beans. Like, you know, like, I think that's what, brings us all together and I love all the flavor and being bilingual and being able to dance you know what I mean and everything that comes with being Latina is amazing um and I'm proud of it earlier you talked about mental health mm. and I'm a huge mental health advocate myself snow um the thing is I've always been a mental health advocate but it wasn't until the pandemic that you know, things got real for me. I, I started, you know, um, doing therapy myself and things like that. And I've been talking about it on this podcast, you know, since, since day one, since we launched. Um, why do you think, you know, it, it's, it's such a stigma to talk about that in, in our community? Because I think a lot of times people mistake the, you know, the, like I said before, right? I'm proud of what my family and my grandparents did for me and my and my and my parents did for me so I should take advantage of every opportunity that's in front of me and and I should do more yeah but I don't want to write off that you can have depression suffer from depression suffer from anxiety be introverted you know be have social anxiety so you can't walk up to people and ask them for things or whatever you know I understand that um so I think uh balancing you know, dealing with the traumas that have been passed down to us and also the responsibility that comes with, okay, I have it better than my grandparents, right. I have it better than my parents. I'm allowed to say that, you know, I have all these things and I'm allowed to feel that and process it, but I also have to push through it. You know what I mean? Um, and it's not to say that you're going to write it off because like I suffer from depression and I still have had my bouts recently, you know, where people you know, we'll be like, oh, well, you ain't happy when you're, you know, you're making money and you're still depressed. So, you know, and it's like, okay, but 
I'm allowed to feel those feelings. I suffer from depression. I'm not depressed. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I I'm going to have those days and I'm going to, you're going to push through it and you're going to breathe and you're going to meditate and you know, you're going to open the calm app or whatever you need to do to, to yeah. cope. And then you're going to can push through it because you know that there's a brighter day. Um, but it doesn't mean that you're going to identify as just this depressed person and you're going to f- succumb to everything, every thought that you have because it's, it just that's just not how it works. And I have this argument sometimes with people who suffer from depression as well because they're like, well, it's not that easy. And it's like, it's not. It's not. Yeah. There's been times when I'm crying. I've literally left the stage and had to walk to the back and cry wow. <laughs> and then come back and just had to do this to my DJ and tell him to keep going so that I can f-ing deal with what I'm dealing with. Wow. I, and it's like, it's not easy, but I'm telling you from a person who has had to do it in front of people, just keep going. Because if you don't, all you have left is to quit and die and you're not going to die. So keep going, you know? Wow. So, that, so that's happened to you. You've experienced that like during a show? Yeah. Uh, what did that? Yeah. I mean, I've had a couple of those, but um, one of them wow. definitely was very strong because um, I had just finished a press run. Yeah. So it was just a lot of questions about, you know, me failing or me not, you know, not doing what Atlantic hoped or like, no, you know, it was just all these negative questions of like, they weren't trying to necessarily make me feel bad, but yeah. the questions, like, you know, they're, they're, they're negative and yeah. And you're just yeah. like, okay, I just did, you know, 10 interviews where they're just digging at me and I'm like, God. and at the time I was still at Lennox. So there's no way to even, I wasn't trying to talk shit about the label, but I'm not trying to, but it's like, I know, you know what I mean? It's just this frustration. And then you go in front of the fans and you're looking at them and you have no answers for them. You're just mm. like, they're like, snow, we believe in you. Like, when are you going to pop off? And you're just like, I have no answers for you. All I know is I make music, you connect to it. We with it. This industry doesn't, I don't know where to, you know? So that's why I had to, those moments, those dark moments make you leave, disconnect, come back refreshed and be like, okay, let me take a different approach, which is no industry at all, me, the fans, my family, and that's it. And let's see if this works. Yeah. And the fact that it has been working makes me realize I wasn't tripping. I wasn't crazy. It wasn't me. It was the people involved. Right, right. No, that, that's important for you to talk about, to share. And I appreciate you sharing that. Of course. Sharing that here. Um, when it comes to how you how you personally deal with, with, you know, going through a tough time when it comes to mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, for someone else that, that is probably watching or listening and, and is going through something like that, um, what, what, what advice, um, what can you share that can potentially help somebody? I think everything that we all, like, you know, lately everybody kind of tells you stuff and it starts to feel redundant. It starts to feel like, oh, like cliche, like, okay, meditate or, you know, pray or whatever. It's like, I I can only tell you what has worked for me, which is those things. And also, um, you know, Google, (laughs) Google and YouTube help me. You know, when you're in a dark space, try to find any single productive thing. I'm talking about the most simple shit, like a DIY to a 99 cent store like if you don't got the money you know DIY 99 cent store decoration for your house or your room or clean your room or just anything that is like one little grain towards the right thing and you just start stacking those little grains and every single little win that you feel just focus on that you know what I mean and it's that small and that simple the thing is a lot of times people don't want to do the work a lot of times people rather sulk in that identity of being depressed and like, please, when is someone going to save me? And it's like, yeah. they're, they're not coming. Like, no yeah. one's coming to save you, you know? Like, just start with one little grain, one little small little thing. And it adds up, dude. Like, I'm living proof of it. Like, I can't even, sometimes people go, when did, it, when did this happen? And I'm like, it just was one little grain at a time. There wasn't a turnaround moment for me. There wasn't that big, like, someone came and gave me a feature and here I am. It was <laughs> hard earned, yeah. you know, but you do it. And then you make a good amount of money and you buy a house with a pool and have a kid and love your life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, when it comes to, I like to add to what you're saying, when it comes to mental health, um, you know, sometimes when you are in that hole, um, you, you know, you just said, no one's going to come to save you. Um, you're kind of, you got to like figure it out on your own. I agree with that. At the same time, there's people that if you, you know, there's always there's there's help to 
um, that you can find now. There's like free therapy and things like that. Um, you know, sometimes when you're in a, in a deep hole um, and you don't see that light, uh, if, if you know of, of, of someone that is going through a, a tough time, um, it's, you know, call, with their permission, call um, these places for them, you know? Like, mm -hmm. no one can get you out of that hole, but hey, like, there's people that can, can throw you a rope, right? Yeah. So, if, so if you're one of those people, you know somebody's going through a tough time, you know, I, I think it's important um, to, to, you know, ask them, do you need a rope? Throw them the rope. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, as long as, as long as the person wants, and as long as the person wants to put forth some sort of effort themselves as well. Yeah. Yes. You know, there's another side of that coin where I've been. You know, there's times too when people kind of use those mental health things to kind of pull your strings, and yeah, then you're just sitting you, pull there, you down, yeah. and you're just kind of like you're trying to help, but they just keep you know what i mean and magically they're all better and then you're just like and then the next time that they want something out of you you know and it's like you mental health is tricky it's tricky to talk about because i've seen all sides of it and yeah. it gets crazy you know but um definitely man i i've been lately just telling people just try to be good people you know if you see someone that needs help help them if you're having you know if you you're having a bout of of some sort of depression or anxiety or something remember you know the people around you are your friends they're trying to help you yeah. so if they're trying to help you help yourself as well for them even if you use your love for someone else as you're catapulting towards trying to help yourself just do it you know yeah. um me i have a kid so my kid saved my life literally like that's if it wasn't for him i wouldn't even tell you that i am where i am so you know sometimes your love for somebody else just is what you need that day-to-day -day motivation. Talk oh, to yeah. me about the, the little wins. Yeah. Talk to me, talk <laughs> the me little about wins. Yeah, so Charlie, so, okay, so there's um, this guy named Charlie that, um, he's on Instagram, and he always talks about the little wins, which is funny. I'm laughing because my girlfriend and I, she always says, you know, I didn't beat that ass. That's a little win. And I'm like, that's not a little win, but I guess technically <laughs> it is a little win, so whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, uh, I think those little, those tiny wins are, are important. Um, put a little check, you know, a little star, whatever you need to give yourself validation of like, okay, I'm doing good. Like, you know, and sometimes that's what you need, man. Like focusing on the negative is just so easy. Sometimes it becomes, like I said before, it becomes your identity. Sometimes it becomes, it's like cozy. You know what I mean? It's like cozy to just sit there and sulk and like be depressed and like lay there and not do anything and be like I'm too depressed to do anything but you're watching tv though but you're scrolling on the internet though but you're you know what I mean like you're doing all those things though so you got some sort of energy so get yeah. the f up small win I got up out my bed small win I took a shower small win you know what I mean just add those up and eventually you're gonna be out the house and f doing something you know I yeah. don't know I'm all for progressive like try to get out of it because there's been too many people that don't and then they go to drugs and then whether they do it on purpose or it's just an accidental overdose you're gonna go down a path that sometimes ends up hurting everyone around you more than you know than than if you would have just called them or or took up some of their time by hanging out <laughs> yeah yeah thank you for sharing that of course uh snow um so you know during the 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 pandemic there's been a lot of different things that we had to like kind of deal with and, and work out uh, on our own. You know, Zoom became big, like virtual interviews and virtual uh, meetings and things like that. Is there, is there a, an app or a device that you use, maybe even a, a program that, that you've gotten into in, in the last year? <laughs> well, I've been podcasting. Me and my girlfriend, we, you know, we, we podcast um, Tuesdays and Thursdays. We just get a bottle of wine, we go downstairs and, um, sorry, we, we go downstairs, my cousin is, is usually with us as well and we just talk, you know, um, and we talk to our fans and there's a lot of our fans have let us know like, you know, that's helping them, that's yeah. helping them, you know, like look forward to something or we vlog or, you know, I do like the Calm app, I think whenever I really am having anxiety or I can't stop my brain, you know, I, I listen, I, I check that out, but um, you, you live You live podcasts, right? Huh? You, you, you yeah. do like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I've been watching Joe Rogan's podcast since the beginning of, of, it, of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, um, yeah, 
Joe Diaz and all of them. But um, yeah, the live podcast. And then we we take it off though. Like you can't see it. Oh, okay. You know, like you you just could hear it. But um, we it's only live while or it's only up while it's live. And you guys stream on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. But then um, whenever, but then like if you're a paying member, you can rewatch them whenever you want. But you know, that's just been a way to kind of pivot away from we we're not touring, so it's like you know you want to watch us do dumb. Sh- so sometimes we do live streams like you know barbecuing or kind of like a what is it like a fly on the wall type style. So we yeah. leave the camera and we're just living, and you just get to see part of our life. You know, fans like that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So snow uh, here. Lastly, we have um little little part of of uh, of our show called Rapid Fire with Snow the Product. Okay. I'm gonna ask you a few questions here. Okay. And some are yes or no, some are this or that. Um, super easy. All right. So Rapid Fire with Snow the Product. I'm nervous. <laughs> All right. Don't, don't be, they're, they're good, they're good. Uh, favorite song to perform? Um, favorite song to perform? Uh, Waste of time. Biggest celebrity crush growing up? I think I think part of the reason I like Gloria Trevi so much was because I had a crush on her. Yeah, I like Gloria Trevi. Corridos. Maybe Gaitan too, sorry. Final answer? Gloria Trevi. <laughs> Corridos or mariachi? Ah, that's a hard one. I, I like them for two different reasons. But I got to go with mariachi because if I don't, my dad and my family's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite Latinx food dish? I like enchiladas. You can never go wrong with enchiladas. Yeah. I know you use en- enchilada in your lyrics, too. Yeah, I, yeah. I like enchiladas. Cheese, en- <laughs> cheese enchiladas are good because even if you go to like a super Tex-Mex, sorry to all my Texas people, but y'all's Tex-Mex stuff is different. Um, enchiladas can never go wrong, you know. <laughs> Does our, you? Our director of photography is from Texas. He, Look, man, I lived in Texas forever, and the, the argument of the Cali and the Texas food is always different. But Tex-Mex is, like, its own identity. Like, you got to – like, once you want that, then you go and get that, you know? He likes but. cheese on his tacos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you guys have queso, too. Then I, when I came out here, like, I got used to the queso in Texas, so I came out here, and I was just like, they don't got f***ing queso? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Best song to play at a party? Um, back that ass up. <laughs> uh, a nickname that no one really knows about? I think some of my fans know this, but growing up, I was always called Frijol. Like, that was Frijol? my nickname. Frijol, yeah. So <laughs> that's just my nickname since I was a little girl. Frijol, who, call, who would call you Frijol? My every uncle Everybody. And, yeah, everybody. On my mom's side of the family, they called me that. They called me Fifol at the beginning because I had a lisp, so they would be like, Fifol, Fifol. And then they called me Frijol once I grew up because I was an adult Frijol now, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lastly, best... Actually, I'm asking two more. Best singer of all time. Oh, best singer of all time. I have to go with Miss Lauren Hill. Best Just, rapper. Best rapper of all time. Best rapper of all time. What are we, what are we comparing here, though? That'll get me in <laughs> trouble. Um, dang. Pun. Rap rap? I would say pun. R.I.P. pun. R. Big R. P. pun, pun. Big pun. Snow the product. Thank you. Thank you. So, so much, Snow. Thank you. We laughed. We cried. We were anxious. (laughs) We survived. (laughs) We did it all. (laughs) Thank you, man. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you. Follow Snow the product. And thank you so much for watching Mondo and Friends presented by Verizon.